You're tuned in to another edition of the Box to Row HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Ware. The podcast is presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina for today, Wednesday, September the 6th. And, you know, I I, I missed you guys. I, I was gone for almost two weeks. I had to take a break. Like, my voice was really drying out. Uh, as a lot of you may know, I'm also the play-by-play voice for North Carolina A&T football. So I had to get my voice right uh, for for the beginning of football season. And so our last podcast was on August the 25th. And so we're back and we're going to be back Monday through Friday throughout the course of the football season. And this podcast is going to be brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina. And, and appropriately so, by the way, because um, as you know, uh, we it is why this is the 125th year of HBCU football. It's it's why we really wanted to start the tag or the hashtag hashtag HBCU 125 uh, to celebrate 125 years of HBCU football. The first two HBCU football teams got together. If you don't know by now, on December the 27th, um, 1897, uh, as uh, Livingstone. And then uh, Biddle, now Johnson C. Smith, uh, got together in the very first football game, college football game played between HBCUs, and so appropriately so, Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina is sponsoring this podcast. I got a lot to get through uh, today. As a matter of fact, I want to talk about A&T's big win uh, over Gardner-Webb. I want to talk about Howard's colossal win over UNLV, and I want to also talk about Tennessee State's big win also uh, over Georgia State. Had some other upsets that we're going to get to as a matter of fact. So let's step aside, take a break, and come back and hear this message from Blue Cross, Blue Shield of North Carolina. The love of the game. It flows through our veins and fills our lungs. It brings us to our feet and sometimes our knees. But behind every thrilling point, there is strength and security. The card Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina members have trusted for over 80 years with the tools and plans to make healthcare easy. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, live fearless. Proud supporter of fans across North Carolina. Welcome to, back to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, September 6th. I'm your host, Donald Ware. I mean, we, we got a lot going on at Box Store. As a matter of fact, uh, today we are officially announcing our partnership. Box to Row and our parent company, DW Communications, announces its partnership with Grind City Media and Grind City Media's parent company, the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, the Memphis Grizzlies, the NBA's Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, within this partnership, we're going to give you a number of different things. Uh, myself and Mike Wallace, who's the senior editor of Grind City Media, we're going to do a weekly podcast called the Wallace and Where HBCU Football Podcast. is going to come out each um, and every um, Tuesday. So be aware of that. We've already got two episodes under our belt Mike is a Grambling graduate. I'm a Morgan State graduate, so we got a, a, a great affinity, a great love for HBCU sports, HBCU football in this instance. So we, we have a lot of fun with this podcast. And then also Mike is going to appear 
uh, on from the press box to press row each week. Uh, and we're going to not only talk HBCU football during the segment that he appears, but we're going to talk some NBA. We're going to talk some Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to talk about what's going on um, in the really in the world. And then more specifically in sports and grind city media does a good job there. They've gotten into this because they wanted to cover teams like Tennessee state and, and lane, and then cover uh, sec teams and some of the smaller FBS schools within their footprint uh, of Tennessee, Arkansas, uh, and the list goes on. So this is going to be a outstanding partnership that is already off to an outstanding start. So I want to let you guys know about that. Well, I, the, the biggest, the talk of the week really, not only in HBCU football, but really in college football, uh, is Howard's win over UNLV, 43-40. to 40. And a lot of the talk, if you didn't know, we, we've been covering this thing for a while when, of course, Mike London was named the new head football coach at Howard back in January. For those that don't know who Mike London is, the history of Mike London, um, more recently he was an assistant or associate head coach um, at the University of Maryland. Prior to that, he spent six seasons as the head football coach at UVA. Prior to that, he was the head football coach at the University of Richmond where he led the Spiders to the FCS National Championship in 2008. So Mike London has got a great track record. Um, (laughs) He essentially came into... Um, they asked Howard asked him to consult uh, on the hiring of, of a new football coach. They asked him to take the job. He took the job, and so far so good um, for Howard. One of the guys he was able to keep out of his recruiting class, we actually ranked Howard as the number five recruiting classics amongst all the HBCU FCS uh, institutions. And with that, um, one of the recruits he was able to keep was Kalen Newton, the uh, younger brother of Cam Newton and also Cecil Newton Jr., who played at Tennessee State, who also played offensive lineman, also played in the National Football League, and is the son of Cecil Newton Sr., who played at Savannah State and also played in the National Football League as well. He, he was very big in this game, 360 yards of total offense in the game uh, as he uh, uh, threw for 140 yards. He rushed for another 190 yards, three total touchdowns, including two rushing touchdowns and what amounted to the game-winning um, uh, rushing touchdown uh, from about four yards out with about seven and a half minutes remaining in the ball game. I, it, it, not a, it was just a big-time win for Howard, whose program has really not been very good. When you look at the totality of the program, over the last 10 or so years, they've had some decent seasons. They had some decent seasons under Gary the Flea Harrell, but in totality, it just has not been a very good program. So Mike London comes in with his philosophy. They get a big win. I'm going to be interested to see what they do this week uh, or on Saturday as they go to Kent State, another FBS opponent, an opponent who North Carolina A&T was able to beat last week. So the difference between UNLV and Kent State, it, there's a difference there. It's not to say that Kent, that Howard is just going to automatically win this game. They're going to have to go out and play the game. Uh, Kent State has an athletic, very athletic quarterback, um, so they're going to have to go out and do their job. Um, but nonetheless, a very big win. I think one of the keys that a lot of people didn't talk about, we talk about Kalen Newton and what he was able to do and what Howard was able to do as a whole. One of the things we also have to look at is the fact 
that Howard's defense held up at the end. Remember, UNLV scored 40 points. Howard got the go-ahead touchdown with seven and a half remaining. That means the defense had to make a couple of more stops, and it was able to do that in spite of giving up 40 points to UNLV. So you got to give Howard's defense credit. You give give Kalen Newton credit. You give Anthony Filiar credit, who had in excess of 100 yards and multi-purpose yards. He's one of the – it was the MEAC's preseason offensive player of the year, and it spells a victory for the Howard Bison. The other big upset was Tennessee State over Georgia State 17-10. It was the debut of uh, Treon Harris, the former quarterback of Florida, former starting quarterback at Florida, uh, had a solid game, uh, very efficient in terms of uh, passing. He was something like you know 12 of 25, um, no touched, uh, no interceptions in the ball game. Rushed for a touchdown, also rushed for close to 100 yards as well. Um, so he was good. Tennessee State's defense, which could have been a bit of a question mark, kind of coming in. If you had to look at a question mark on either side, whether it was offense or defense for Tennessee State, you'd have to say the question mark was defense, especially after last season. Tennessee State had a pretty good season. They had a high-octane offense. The defense maybe not as good, but the defense was good against Georgia State. This was a game on the road um, and an FBS opponent. And so for Tennessee State to be able to win that game is very big. Um, no way that they're going to have a letdown uh, come this Saturday in the Southern Heritage Classic against Jackson State where they have absolutely dominated that game. As a matter of fact, in the last 14 games, Tennessee State has lost only two games. So that was another really big win for uh, HBCU football teams. Then the other the other major win I would say is North Carolina A&T's um 45 to 3 victory over Gardner Webb. This is a guard, it, it, it's a same level competition so it's not like Howard and Tennessee State where they beat FBS programs. Both A&T and Gardner Webb are FCS programs. I think the difference is when you look at playing a like opponent in total domination. I mean, Gardner-Webb only managed 111 yards of total offense in the game. Meanwhile, uh, A&T had almost 460 yards of total offense. Yes, it is post-Tariq Cohen, but still a decent running game, a so- more than decent, a solid running game for North Carolina A&T. And then the quarterback, Lamar Reynard, was spectacular. Thirteen, He was 19 of 22. He had almost 360 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, just a, a phenomenal ball game. This is, again, a Gardner-Webb team that had won their last two games last year, including a win over then number 8 Charleston Southern. So this was no slouch program that North Carolina A&T was playing, and they win that game on the road. So I would say when you look at those three games, the um, Howard game was the bigger of – was the the upset, the major upset. The Tennessee State game over Georgia State, was uh was was not a major upset but it definitely was an upset and then I think the A&T and uh Gardner Webb game was sort of the medium if you will between both of uh, between the Howard win and the Tennessee State win so those were two uh major wins looking at some other wins that I think a lot of people didn't really look at uh Albany State's win over Valdosta State 29 to 12 I think was a big time victory because you're talking about a, a Valdosta State team that's a perennial power in division 2 they've won multiple national championships and for Albany State 
to win that game with a whole new regime. This is, you know, Mike White and and his disciples, if you will, uh, more recently, Coach Land. Um, it, it's no more that philosophy. It is a whole different regime um, in uh, at Albany State. And for Albany State to come out, and speaking of Charleston Southern, uh, that coaching staff led uh, by Coach Gabe is, um, is, is from Charleston Southern. And to be able to come in and get a victory like that, I think was absolutely big time for Albany State. Another really big win, Winston-Salem State uh, defeating UNC Pembroke 34-31. to UNC Pembroke came in ranked number 19 nationally in Division II. Winston-Salem State gets off to the great start. Um, that had been a tough game, a tough series the last couple of years for Winston-Salem State. They were able to get over the hump in that game. Carry-on Moore was spectacular, 19 carries, 230 yards, and three touchdowns. He's one of our box-to-row national players of the week, as a matter of fact, along with Kalen Newton of Howard as uh, another box-to-row national player of the week. Bowie State beat Seton Hill. They beat up on Seton Hill 48-7. to uh, Clark Atlanta gets a win um, 32-29 to over Mississippi College. So the HBCUs against non-HBCUs to open week one, 8-17. and 17. Now you may say, well, Donald, that's not necessarily a great record, but if you look at the past records with HBCUs and non-HBCUs, Think about what I said to you last year. I mean, Val, uh, uh, Albany State on the wrong side of, 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 of a game against a non-HBCU last year. Winston-Salem State on the wrong side of a non-HBC, uh, a game against a non-HBCU last year. So 8-17 and 17 beats last year where it was something like maybe one or two wins by HBCUs over non-HBCUs. A couple of other big wins, um, Tuskegee able to defeat Alabama State 14 to 6 in in that Labor Day Classic in Montgomery. Um, also Virginia State able to beat Norfolk State um, in a Labor Day Classic, the annual Labor Day Classic that takes place in Norfolk as well. So some major upsets um, in HBCU football. HBCU football for 2017 is off to an unbelievable start, and uh, we got some big games to look forward to. Um, this upcoming week that's gonna wrap up the podcast for today we're back with this so we're gonna be back tomorrow on thursday giving you another great podcast we're gonna take a look at some of of the key matchups uh for the weekend and we have uh, uh, quite a few to look at as a matter of fact i'm gonna give you some games that i want you to watch as well tell everybody about the hbcu football daily podcast you can download this program uh, also on our website. You can listen to it where you are, I'm sure, right now at BoxToRow.com. And when tweeting about this, use hashtag HBCU125. I'll talk with you tomorrow. Young money. Yeah. Me and Mike Will pull the AOD back to back. Little AMG 63s. I tell all my break it up. Break it down. Bag it up. Bag it up, 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 bag